conspiracy, what do you believe? Hi, and welcome to Conspiracies, What Do You Believe? We hope you're having a great new year. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at conspiracytheory2018 at gmail.com. This here is episode four, Ashoka's Nine Unknown Men. Okay, what is the Nine Unknown Men? It's supposed to be a secret society created around 270 BCE by Eric Emperor Ashoka of India. They're supposed to be more powerful than the Illuminati and no one knows really who they are. And not a lot of information can be found on them. They're supposed to be the most powerful secret society ever on earth. But the major goal of this secret society is to preserve the knowledge and they have like 2,000 years of knowledge. Yeah, I was like, I haven't even heard about them until I just ran across them online and I just thought that was pretty interesting and and honestly they are like a opposite of most secret societies where they're preserving knowledge and the other secret societies want to take over the world yeah all right let's look at a little bit about Emperor Ashoka Ashoka the Great was an Indian Emperor of the Mauryan dynasty he ruled from 268 to 232 BCE. He ruled almost all of the Indian subcontinent and he was the grandson of the founder of the Maurya dynasty. Forgive me if I mess this up. Chandragupta Maurya. Ashoka is considered to be one of India's greatest emperors. Ashoka fought a destructive war against the state of Kalinga, which he conquered in around 260 BCE and then around 263 BCE he converted to Buddhism after he saw what the destruction the war had caused all the damages to the buildings and there was like over a hundred thousand deaths and something about like a hundred and fifty thousand people were uh, kicked out of their own country after that too yeah it was it's like a bad war and I guess if you see something like that and you see the devastation of what the power you wield I mean it's gonna make you think I think it will make you think about Well, you could go either way. You could be like, do you want to be the emperor of, over the, all the world, or you want to help people? You, I mean, you could go either way. Yeah, but if you, I mean, humanity, you just really just kind of have a heart. You could say you wouldn't care and everything, but seeing that many deaths on a big war like that, and, and most of the time, if you look at history, once you... Uh, do something like that where you do like kill off a lot of people like that and take over another country you're you're going to be the target of every other nation and maybe he just wanted to prevent that okay and then and after the war he became a follower of the buddhist teaching legend has it that one day after the war was over ashoka went out to roam the city and all he could see were burnt horse houses and corpses this transformed him from a bloodthirsty, vengeful emperor to a stable and peaceful emperor while following the teachings of Buddhism. And there's like, when I read, you know, I'd like read up on a bunch of different religions and stuff, and it just seems like a lot of 
what I've read, famous people when they converted to Buddhism, it was because of what they seen war and basically a lot of the hate in human society. Yeah, but did he really become follower of Buddhist teachings or? Uh, all we can go by is what we've researched. I yeah, mean, but I, I thought. Don't quote me on this, but I thought that one part I read said that he really didn't. He would kill people if they didn't believe in Buddhism and stuff like that. Well, it wasn't like just kill people. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It was a uh, basically he just got back at some people that were still treating him or his followers bad. But um, oh, where was I going to go? But yeah, I did see that one part where it, one guy said that he never actually converted, that he was still bloodthirsty, right. and it was just uh, a cover-up or just trying to make Ashoka look better. But again, I've never heard of Ashoka until this. I didn't either. Or the Nine Unknown Men. All right, he ruled for approximately 36 years, and he died in 232 BCE. And legend says that he was cremated, but his body burned for seven days and seven nights. I've been one great party. Been one big fire. The Nine Unknown Men is a secret society formed by Ashoka. Like, my only thing is, out of all the research that we've done on this, I haven't actually seen anything that links the the Emperor links Ashoka to, yeah. to the Nine Unknown Men. So that's just I don't it's, know. It to well, me is just weird. People are saying that yeah. he he did it. Maybe it was formed at his time, and they just put the two together. Or. I mean, you never know. I mean, you don't know. No, because you can't hardly find anything. Yeah, I mean, what a way to keep a secret a secret for all these years. Yeah. After the Kalinga War, Ashoka knew the damage the world would endure if the power gets to the wrong people. That is why he formed this secret society. They had to prevent the secret knowledge going to evil men. They preserved and developed information that would be too dangerous if the wrong people got it, like anti-gravity and time travel. They had to keep this information to benefit mankind and to keep the methods of destruction out of the wrong hands. It would be too dangerous. So, I mean, okay, so we'll go by, say, we'll say this is real. So back then, over 2,000 years ago, they, they uh, were talking about anti-gravity and time travel. It's, to me, that's one of the, my, my personal beliefs is that us as a, as a society nowadays is nowhere nearly as scientific advanced as what they were thousands of years ago. Yeah, I always thought that they were smarter back then and we're just trying to catch up now. Something had to happen, like, well, maybe they kept all the secret because they didn't want the world to end back then. Well, like it says, they wanted to keep it out of the hands of evil men, but I, my thing is, like, if they knew about anti-gravity and time travel back then, I mean, time travel could be one of those things. It could actually have been a story for many, many, many years. And it's just like a fantasy. Or maybe they're... It could be too. They, you don't yeah, know. Maybe they talk to people. Well, well, like those photographs I seen when I was looking up. Yeah. The, like this one guy was here and then the next time he was like 30 years in the future. Or the or girl, 40 years the, the, the lady future. back in the 40s or 30s. They had a cell, cell phone. phone or yeah. supposed cell phone, yeah. Yeah. Um... See, the nine unknown men were told to manipulate Indian culture so people would see them as backwards to keep the knowledge secret. Now that would work. Oh, of course, if you make yourself look like stupid. Yeah, like stupid or mentally incapable. Or poor. Nobody's yeah. going to ask you for anything. 
Okay, but each man was given a book to guard. Ashoka chose nine men for their intelligence, and they were from India to prefer, preserve this information. Each book contained supreme knowledge that could help mankind or could destroy it. And over the years, their books are supposed to be rewritten and contain information. Like more and more information. Well, not, I don't think it's more and more information. Yeah, if, the, if, if stuff expands or you find new stuff, yeah, yeah. But I think it's more of perfecting the knowledge. Like, you know, what it's like one thing, like science evolves. Like, what science could have proved a hundred years ago might not be relevant today, and it, we could have found a different answer today. So that would be rewriting the book because hundred years ago this would have thought been thought about being true and then say today was proven that that isn't true but it's really this way you would have to update a book right. that has that knowledge in it all okay. right well the, the nine books the first book is propaganda and psychological warfare it's supposed to teach how to mold mass opinion and it's supposedly the most dangerous of the books if you it can could get be the, mass hypnosis. Well, mass hypnosis or mass opinion. If you can get the masses to follow you, you can do whatever you want. Right. I mean, you, you're not. Nobody's going to stop you. If you get, say, sixty to ninety percent of the world to follow your beliefs and your ideas, you're going to be the most powerful person in the world. Yep. Okay. Second book was psychology, and this taught you how to. You could touch somebody and kill them. That was called the touch of death. And they could reverse the pulse of a human. And this is where the people believe judo came from. Well, yeah, because judo is supposed to be like the pressure If you touch a person, you could kill them, yeah. Or paralyze them or just stop their movement. Something like, like you've seen in the Bruce Lee movies. Yeah. Or the old it, kung fu movies. Wasn't that supposed to be like kept secret and, it, and all this stuff leaked out over the years or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Book three, Biotechnology and Microbiology. I mean, I... I, I can believe that they knew about stuff like that back then. I mean, uh, science and uh, uh, the medical field, you know, it's, it's, it's been growing for since humans were getting sick from the beginning. Um, this book is, and it is, there's a myth of the water of the Ganga. It is purified with special microbes designed by the nine men that is released into the river from a secret base in the Himalayas. So really, it's uh, supposedly the nine unknown men over every year has been purifying the water. the water or making it to where it it, it uh, heals you. Like you're supposed to walk in the water and you'll be healed, and people believe that. I mean, well, I mean, even if like your personal belief, almost every religion has some kind of a story like that. Like even in the Bible, where Jesus told the one guy to go to the fountain, walk in the, he walked in it. Wasn't it like it was a, a it was times. like a river or something. One was well, he, one was the fountain that had the water. He told him to go into it and back it. out in like seven days in a row or something. something like, like I can't that. remember. It's been forever since I heard and then that. There was one where he told the guy to pick up his mat and walk into the water. Yeah. And, and then uh, in the the book three also is the cholera 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 vaccine. That's supposed to be. How the vaccine for cholera come about was the nine other yeah. men. The fourth book is Transmutation of Metals and Alchemy. And there's a legend said in times of severe drought, temples and religious relief organizations relieved large quantities of gold from a secret source. So they were so just taking their base metals like in alchemy and turning it into gold and giving it to all the you know temples and organizations that make sure they survived. 
So, I mean, to me, if this is a secret society, I mean, if this stuff is true, then they're not been on world domination, that they, they actually believe in the goodness of humanity. Book 5, Communication. You know, a study of all means of communication, terrestrial and extraterrestrial, implying that the nine unknown men were aware of aliens, whether they just believed that there was other life forms out in the universe, or they had contact with them. Either, I mean, it, it doesn't say. I mean, look at the pyramids. Well, pyramids and, and everything else all over the world that right. can't be explained. Okay, <clears throat> number six: gravitation and the. Vimanika Shastra. That's the secrets to gravitation and instructions on how to make a flying machine or a UFO, which they called it a, a, Vimana, a Vimana. Or ancient UFO <laughs> of India. So, I mean, six and five kind of like, seems like kinda they're kind of, yeah, like where one just talks about, yeah, there's aliens there or we we know about them and talked about them and the other ones talk, you know maybe the aliens gave them the knowledge on how to build a ufo and they just wrote it down uh book seven cosmogony deals with time travel inter and intra universal trips and through space time fabrics see that's like in physics anyway they talk about well wasn't it einstein that did a lot about it and tesla talked about it too i believe so and then like the inter Universal trips is just like you know probably like what we do within our own uni our right. own galaxy. What we do now, they probably done thousands of years ago. And then, intra universe, you know, going from one galaxy to another and having the means to doing it. And then like the space time space time fabric, like a, you know, it could be like a black hole or yeah, or something like or a rip in time. Rip in time, just go through it, and you're in a whole nother time or dimension or like whatnot. Like was it? Jules Verne's time machine or something? Yeah, was that, was, that was just, you know, through the time, like a regular time traveling. Right. That uh, was a good book. But it could also be, like, I know this is really throwing it out there, but, like, the space-time fabric, I mean, just think about it, like, the, the hollow earth, like, going back to Jules Verne, you know, journey to the center of the earth, where they went down into that volcano, you know, they real instead of really going to the inner earth, they could have just hit, like, a, like a, the fabric and time and it space and it was on some other planet yeah could have been i mean that's really just throwing it out there but it's what we're this is all about okay book eight was on light it held the properties of light where you can increase and de decrease the speed of light and this could be used as a weapon yeah like well it's like i think wasn't it within the last 20 years or so i mean i'm not a scientist or anything like i said don't quote me but where uh we're using light now you know where we can in the infrared light where we can actually catch stuff on fire with it mm -hmm. from a long ways away and all that good stuff they can bend light yeah stuff like that book nine sociology it's the rules of the evolution of human societies and a means of predicting society downfall. So basically, it's how I take it. It's, you know, how we as humans you know, evolve or over time and how we, you know, our thinking grows and how we um, live our lives. Like, it's different 40 years ago to now. It's a completely different way of living on how everything is. And then, you know... 
you read that book and you can pinpoint when a society is going to fall. So like they're probably in India or wherever now watching the United States like, oh yeah, in X amount of years, they're done. You know, there's going to be no more of that or China or Russia or, you know, whoever they're, they're going to know, they know when it's going to happen. Okay. Uh, during the Ashoka area era, knowledge of the past and present natural science was kept secret. So that could be in the nine under men's books. Mm-hmm. And there is a theory that a Rama Empire and Atlantis were in a nuclear war and destroyed each other. So the nine unknown men were responsible for keeping the knowledge of destruction warfare a secret. That's why it wouldn't happen again. Well, that they're hoping it won't happen right. again. Well, they're thinking we're going to keep this quiet. So and I mean, and I just thought it was funny how they talked about Atlantis like it was a real place. So like, if this is, these are real, then that just proves Plato knew what he was talking about in his Criteia and Timaeus books where they talk where he talks about Atlantis where he just never finished what happened to Atlantis and mm. Criteus it just was left empty or blank and here they are they're saying the Rama Empire and Atlantis you know basically killed each other off with nuclear weapons before it even was thought of yeah I mean before well, the United States even thought of nuclear and yeah, before Hiroshima and all that yeah okay and it's always nine men and they have very few contact with the outside and rumors on what make up their secret society is they're supposed to be spread out all over the world and some are in prominent positions but there's always nine men no more no less just nine i mean right way to keep your secret society a secret not too many and not too little pe men i and mean no nine people with the outside world so I'm sure like nowadays they do but they're they're just so used to uh, keeping it a secret that no matter even if you try to torture the person they're not going to tell you you wouldn't even know who to torture them. well you wouldn't I mean but but like here you know here are some possible members um, in the 10th century you have Pope Sylvester II he was a uh, he was, well, we'll go to that in a second, but then uh, the scientist Vikram Sarabi, he was the one that created India's space program, which I'm, I'm going to be honest, no offense to anybody, but I didn't know India had a space program. I, I really either. honestly didn't know. Um, but, like, here's about the Pope Sylvester II. He was supposed to have met the nine unknown men. So, if, I mean, if they were to keep you know, no outside contact, why would the Pope have contact with them? But if you are a secret society and you do want to get, keep, you know, help keep the world safe, you are going to go to prominent figures in the world, and at that time the Pope But was, if you could trust them, then. Well, if you could trust them or not. I mean, you should if you, be if you couldn't trust them and nobody knows who you are, if, if you tell them a secret and they start telling people, I mean, you can just, boom, he's dead. But he was supposed to have met the nine unknown men. Pope Sylvester II was Gerber of Aurelac, the first French Pope, he reigned from 999 to the time of his death in 1003. He only reigned for five years. He was the, a prolific scholar and teacher before becoming a Pope. Some of his accomplishments included the study of Arabic and Greco-Roman arithmetic, mathematics, astronomy, introducing the abacus to armillary sphere to Europe, and he was to have been the first person to introduce the decimal system to Europe. 
Okay, he was supposed to have been given a mysterious talking bronze skull that when he asked the questions to him, he, the skull answered him. And yes or no answers. But the bronze head was called Meridian, Meridiana, and was said to have a female voice that spoke to the Pope. According to the legic, legend, the Pope should, it was said, the Pope should never read a mass in Jerusalem or the devil would come for him. So he canceled his trip to Jerusalem, but while he was still in Rome, he read mass in the church Santa Grossi in Guadalupe, how do you say that word? Jerusalem. Holy Cross of Jerusalem. Okay, that's the Jewish church. Shortly after he did that mass, he became sick. So on his deathbed, he asked the cardinals to cut up his body and scatter it across the city, which I don't know why. I mean, that could be, uh, I don't know, like his own personal belief that he wanted to be spread that way, but... Or maybe the... Scott told, told him. him to, or maybe he was into the occult sciences and that was just a way to preserve knowledge or something, I don't know. This man is probably the most mysterious of all the Catholic popes. Could he have actually met with the ongoing secret society of the Nine Unknown Men? Clearly, Pope Sylvester II is suspected of having a magical device that sounds a lot like a modern radio or a wireless internet device. A track from the time accused him of being involved with demons largely because of the time he had spent in Spain, but also because he had the magical talking bronze head. Had the group known as the Nine Unknown Men given this device to the Pope before he became the Pope? Now if they gave it to him before he became the Pope, do you think one of the first questions he asked is if he would become Pope? Maybe he didn't even think he was going to become Pope and the thing told him he was going to become Pope. Okay, no. if if the Pope told him not to go to Jerusalem. It wasn't the Pope, it was the head. I mean, the head told the Pope not to go to Jerusalem. How is that a yes or no question? Oh, answer, you mean? It says it answered his questions in yes or no, but okay, it, but it, how, it, it, it didn't say it didn't talk in yes or no questions. It just said that it well, answered think, in yes or no. Okay, so, so then you would have talk to, to him too then. It would from everything that I've read, it would talk to him, but it would only answer him his questions in yes or no. So you, he would have to ask all of his questions in a yes or no form. And uh, so, if he got to be, if if he was pope or before he became pope, and they gave this to him, did he? Do you think he thought it was from God because if it was answering all your questions? But it's a talking head. A talking God works skull. in mysterious ways. I mean, if God, okay. If God wants something to happen, it's going to happen. Okay, but when you think he'd do it better than a talking skull? Test your faith. Yeah. Or, or it could be the devil. I mean, don't or know. it could be an alien. I mean, we don't know. Um, let's see. The theosophists believe the nine unknown men are real and continue today for the good of humanity. Emperor Ashoka existed, but there is no evidence of the nine unknown men's existence. Could be because they are a secret society, or just because... Or they just or, don't exist. Or they don't exist, and this is just somebody made it up within the last hundred years to kind of like answer questions that they had no answers for. Okay, um, was it a myth? If it was a, if it was real, and Ashoka could have asked nine men 
of unknown identity to gather information well, it, it and keep psychic. Because in that time frame, the emperors would ask men to gather well, yeah, that information was a for them. They wanted to keep knowledge and histories and stuff like that because back then, unlike today, back then that was a big thing. You, everybody wanted their histories known and known everybody else's histories. It, it, it was a good thing. Now, like today, it's just like nobody cares. Okay, but it's hard to believe that an ancient group living in secrecy for over 2,000 years can control events from the remote jungles of India with no modern equipment, no technology. That's kind of okay. hard to believe. When I wait, though, it says with no technology. How do you know there was no technology? But how do you know that these people were there? Well, I'm just saying, well, okay. I, I don't know. But okay, the, the, no, the nine unknown men, we'll, we'll put that out of the subject for now. But it says, you know, people back then had no technology. I mean, what, over a hundred years ago, pen and pa pencil and paper was big technology. You know, whenever it was invented, I'm not sure. I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't know. But that's technology. So when they're saying no technology, like some of these, you know, stuff we read and they said no technology, I mean, come on, that, that's hard to believe. But today, when you somebody says technology, you're you thinking think of computers and planes. Right. And, but GPS and all that stuff. Ancient astronaut theorists believed they had all that back then. Look at the Baghdad battery. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, it did. I mean, so really saying no technology is kind of, to me, that's hard to believe. Okay. So many people still think this is just a legend, but it's up to you guys to decide. Like, we can verify Ashoka. We've, we've seen stuff on him that, you know, he was a ruler of India. Again, like I said earlier in this podcast, that when we were researching it, we couldn't find nothing that linked these two together. Like, how did Nine Unknown Men got uh, connected with Ashoka? Like, I can't find nothing on it. If I somebody out there knows, if, if you can show us some proof or uh, some kind of evidence that might lead to it, please get in touch with us at conspiracytheory2018 at gmail.com. I mean... Like I said, I never knew nothing about this till just, you know, about a month ago when I just stumbled upon this website that talked about secret societies and it was, was one of them and it just intrigued me. So if you know anything or have anything or... Know any... Where we can look for any or, Yeah, look for us, links, anything. Just get a hold of us and we will get back with you as soon as possible and we will let people know where we got it from if you want to be known if you want the credit for letting us know we will definitely give you the credit and that is it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it like we hope you enjoy the rest of our episodes and i mean really just have a great day